This is Cleveland Stage Door. Please welcome our hosts, Jimmy D and Stacy. Hello everyone, my name is Stacy, and this is Cleveland Stage Door with NEO Music Scene. You know my absolutely brilliant co-host, Jimmy. But who you don't know is our guest today. That is Eric W. Schleck. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Eric is playing, currently playing Herod in Jesus Christ Superstar, which is coming to EJ Thomas Hall on April 10th and 11th. Uh, so definitely get your tickets. But I have like the hardest question to ask you. Um, so like we're going to jump right into the interview. We're going to give you the, the real tough question, right? <laughs> I love you, it. I love it. <laughs> you went to the University of Cincinnati College of Conservative Music, right? Yes, I did go to the College Conservatory of Music. So you spent a lot of time in Cincinnati. I did. I did. I loved my time in Cincinnati. What is your favorite flavor of Grater's ice cream? Okay. My favorite flavor <laughs> of Grater's ice cream is peppermint, which was a seasonal. Though year round, I would always get the Vienna coffee. Those were my two. Oh, Vienna coffee is my jam. Like I there can tell go. it's That's already going like to go well. <laughs> good, good. So now that the tough questions are out of the way, Eric, tell us about your time in Jesus Christ Superstar. I have loved being a part of Jesus Christ Superstar. This is the 50th anniversary tour. It's the uh, version that came from London many years ago. It's the region open air version. And Jesus Christ Superstar has this massive legacy. And to be a part of something that's advertising a major 50th anniversary is kind of unlike the experience you get as an actor doing a lot of musicals, doing a lot of tours. We've really, We've taken the piece and we're celebrating the iconic music that has made it a household name. Mm -hmm. Well, at the same time, we're able to bring it into the contemporary world and introduce it to a bunch of new audiences. That's what's been really exciting about this version of the show. Absolutely. It is and, one of uh, my favorites. Oh, go ahead, Jimmy. And this isn't your first time playing in this show, correct? Correct. I've actually done Superstar two times previously. I did Superstar when I was in college, um, when I was a sophomore at CCM. And I was actually the understudy for Herod, so it's kind of serendipitous that I'm doing this now. Um, and I played Peter in a production of Superstar in the Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania um, as a summer stock job when I was uh, right before I finished school. So I was going to oh. say, is it like a full circle here? Very full circle. Very full circle. <laughs> Awesome. So coming back to it in in a different part, in a different way with a different theater company, I mean, there's got to be some things that feel like you're putting on your favorite shirt or your favorite pair of pants, but there's got to be things that are wildly different. Like what are what are the pros and cons? So there's this very challenging song about halfway through the show called The Temple that has these insane, really fast lyrics. And that was a moment I was incredibly grateful to have done the show before because I was able to like, okay, I actually know these words. I don't have to study them for 18 hours. But the thing that is most exciting about this version of the show really is the choreography. This is the most physically demanding thing I've ever been asked to do in my entire career. And when I'm not Herod, I dance in the ensemble the whole show. So our brilliant choreographer, Drew McConey, um, and our wonderful director, Tim Sheeter, have created this physical language that fills in all the gaps between the songs and the text of the music. Wow. The subtle difference between this shape and this shape is like so fascinating and so intricate. And by the time we get to the end of this 90 minute marathon, we really feel like we've run a marathon. We've run this major race. It's very rewarding to get to the end every time. 
that is that's, amazing. Um, yeah, that, that's awesome. Uh, did you? Um, and so you you're into choreography, right? You're you're trying to become a choreographer, correct? I would love to be a choreographer. Yes. Yeah. So I um, I did an independent study back in school on choreography, and I had been a choreographer in high school. Um, and uh, when the pandemic hit, I really thought okay, well, we're not performing right now. What am I going to do here? Um, and I spent a lot of the pandemic choreographing pre-screens for kids who were auditioning for college. So that was like a very exciting full circle moment. And I would love to go back to it um, later on in my career. Um, it, it's really the, uh, the most wonderful kind of combination of storytelling and physical exercise and it's very imaginative and working with brilliant choreographers like Drew McConey, like everybody wants to be a choreographer after working with Drew McConey. <laughs> He's the best. Okay. So Eric, what do you do with people like me who can't dance? You're a choreographer. Look, Tell me. <laughs> I have always said everybody can dance. It, it's less about flexibility and, and tricks and spins and all this, all that stuff. Dance is really an expression, a physical expression of what we can't say and what we can't sing. And that's part of why Superstar and this version of Superstar is so exciting because it's really driven by this masterfully crafted movement that Drew McConey's created. And I always say it, it, it's, it's never about what tricks you can do and more about how does this feeling come out of your body? We all have a body, we all have a Broadway body, and all of our bodies can dance and express these things differently. And that's what's so great about being a part of such a diverse ensemble too. So like that gives me a little bit of hope because I can't move, but I can feel, I can't. Yes, look, <laughs> look, that is, that is step one, I love it. <laughs> so let's uh, talk about this, you, you played Blippi in the musical is that I right did wow <laughs> yes i did i yes wow what a treat that was so when blippy i didn't know who he was at the time and um one thing led to another and this amazing opportunity landed in my lap and um i ended up playing blippy um on a national tour here in north america and in canada um for about half a year and then I proceeded to also play him on the West End in London Ooh, um and crazy. he is a an absolute mammoth superstar in a way that I didn't know I mean if you want to talk about superstars Blippi is the one like it, it was so incredible I met so many wonderful kids and families it was an experience unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. And uh, I'm very grateful for my time with, with Mr. Blippi. How do you match that man's energy? I feel like Blippi as a character, as a person, as an entity, just never stops. Like, did you go home and exhausted every night? Oh yeah, it, it really felt like that. I mean, my performance of Blippi was sponsored by Protein and Celsius. I mean, we... <laughs> It was, I was, I was practically alone on stage for about an hour and um, I had an ensemble of dancers who came out and did the famous songs with me and, um, and then I had another actress who played um, Mo the Mechanic who was like yeah. my sidekick in this version of the show. There's a new version of the show out now, um, they've changed it pretty significantly. Um, but I, I had a great time. Uh, I met Steven, I met Clayton, um, all lovely people. 
Um, and it was, it, it's an interesting kind of fascinating brotherhood to be a part of, of the, the few people <laughs> who have played this iconic children's character. So I feel tell like my me, nephews so... are gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what was like playing Blippi, what was the most embarrassing thing that happened on stage for you? I, one time in Salt Lake City at the Eccles, I skipped an entire scene. And I'm all alone on stage. So like, if something goes wrong, I had to figure out how to fix it. <laughs> so <laughs> I skipped this scene confidently, confidently skipped it and moved on to the next thing. And it wasn't until two songs later that I caught my stage manager in the wing giving me some signal. And I was like, oh, we did skip the phone scene, didn't we? So me and the actress who played Mo, we um, created on the fly a hybrid version of the two scenes. No one was the wiser. It was a great show. And I left that night in both tears and hysterics. It was so funny. Um, and it was one of my favorite shows. Like it was one of my favorite performances. So follow up with that. What's your most fondest memory of playing Blippi? I mean, there was nothing like opening Blippi on the West End. Like, never in a million years did I think that that, that that thing, that mammoth brand and thing that I was a part of would take me all the way there. And I had just, I love London so much. The show is actually nominated for an Olivier Award for Best Family wow. Show. Nice. Um, so I'm going in two weeks to the ceremony. Um, it's going to be like really wild. I'll be there for like a day. Um, but it was, there was nothing like making my West End debut in this thing that I had grown to be so fond of that meant so much to me and so much to families and children all around the world. It, it was in that moment, I realized how much bigger than myself that whole experience was. Absolutely. Can I be stereotypical Hollywood? What are you wearing? I am um, we're still working on it my stylist is still working on it we're pulling some things um but uh I am it'll be all over the internet when it is confirmed you will absolutely be able to see whatever I end up wearing <laughs> so so let's uh go back to Jesus Christ Superstar tell us more like what is what is a life lesson someone will take out of this show like what's something that will take from the show the thing I love about our version of Superstar is Superstar, Jesus Christ Superstar, of course, is based on the Bible. It's based on this religious text that um, millions of people around the world are incredibly familiar with. And what I love about our version of the show is that we take this story that is instantly recognizable and we really do treat Jesus and Judas as men, as two friends. I mean, Mary Magdalene says it in the famous I Don't Know How to Love Him song, He's just a man. And that idea is really what kind of propels this piece forward. And our version of the show is really about the mob, the mob mentality, and how we go from celebrating an artist and celebrating a figure as a fan to really becoming a fanatic and how that dichotomy can create something so incredibly visceral and intense. and. I really think that it holds the mirror up to us as a community about how we celebrate things that we love and care about. I couldn't even put it any better. I, I love this show. I've connected with this show. I've seen it probably, I mean, at this point, probably close to 50 times. Every time it comes through, I have been like, 
when I was this big, I was walking around my house singing all of the parts. Herod is one of my favorite because the vocal part on this is like crazy. You must have a crazy range. Crazy. It is really something. It is really something. It's a fun one. But learning all this music and putting the new spin on it that you guys are doing, what do you feel like people like me who have seen it 50 times, who know it in their bones, are going to see and appreciate about the changes that you and your castmates and your production team have made? Our version of the show really celebrates the history of the music. That was something we were really passionate about right from the get-go. We talk often about celebrating the brown vinyl album. Um, my parents still have their brown vinyl Jesus Christ Superstar album. And mm -hmm. our show is really about celebrating, placing that record down on the vinyl player, dropping the needle and watching the record spin. And so we're celebrating that music while also employing an aesthetic that is completely new and has never been seen before. And I think the great thing about people who are coming and seeing Superstar who have a strong relationship with the show already is that the music is instantly recognizable. It feels and sounds just as you remember. And then on top of it, we're elevating what you already know and asking you to look at it differently and look at it with this fresh eye and with this fresh perspective. So it's really that dichotomy of taking what we already know and being open to the idea of, and what if it was also this? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. April can't get here fast enough. I'm so excited I'm so to excited. see this show. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, um, oh, I just lost my thought. Hold on one second. Yeah, yeah. to me all the time. I'm there. Don't even worry about it. Every day. <laughs> Go ahead, Stacey. I'll find it and I'll bring it back. Okay. Well, I want to talk about like baby Eric. Like you're, you're young, you're going through your life and you go, I want to do musical theater for the rest of my life. How does that happen? Like what brought you to being Herod? The first time I was ever on stage, I think I was like six years old. Um, mm -hmm. And I did some little like community play. They needed someone at the last minute I was there. I... My mother always tells the story about when I was like four or five, right before getting up on a stage in Disney World and reciting the entirety of Green Eggs and Ham. I oh do not God, like I it, it, Sam, I am. Um, <laughs> with just like unbridled confidence. And I think that that <laughs> stayed with me <laughs> with, with benefits and, and cons. But um, the, the first like major thing I did when I was 12 years old, I had the opportunity to be a part of the out-of-town tryout original cast of a, uh, the musical adaptation of A Christmas Story. Oh. Um, I did that at the Fifth Avenue Theater in Seattle, where I grew up. And mm. um, I'm on the cast album. And it was this amazing kind of flash in the pan experience. And I aged out of taking it to Broadway or going, staying with it at all. I was, I was 12 years mm. old. I was right on the cusp. But in that experience, I mean... I really was like, oh, this is a thing. Like, this is a job as well as an artistically fulfilling experience. And from there on out, I, I knew I was like, I was stuck. Yeah. Um, and I was doing upwards of four musicals a year at least, uh, be it at my high school, at community theaters, um, at professional theaters. I was able to do um, 
a pretty popular uh, regional production of Carrie the Musical in Seattle that's somewhere on the internet. And um, it, it's been really exciting to see all the different places this kind of wild choice has taken me um, yeah. to get me all the way back to Superstar and back to touring as Harriet. See, I think that that's one of the things that I love about our show in particular is that we focus not only on the fabulous regional tourists that are coming through, but also on the local community theaters, because every single person that we've spoken to so far, whether they're doing shows on the West End like yourself, or they're just starting in their career, every single one of us has started at a community theater somewhere. Yes, everybody has, you know, everybody has those teachers, everybody has those experiences, everybody can remember that moment. I mean, my life has been shaped by teachers and mentors and educators, be it before college, before high school. I mean, there are so many people who, without their guidance at a young age, I wouldn't be the person and the artist that I've become. Um, it's all, my life has really been shaped by teachers and mentors. That. So what is the one piece of advice that you got from your mentor that you're like, I'm stealing that and I'm telling it to all of my students forever in my life? Yeah, I mean, there's so many good ones, but the one that has really stayed with me forever is to always walk in a room and know exactly who you are. It's never about the expectation of somebody else and this, that, and the other thing, and all these pressures that we put on ourselves, the greatest gift that you can give in an audition, on stage, in your real life, is to walk in a room and just know who you are without shame, without embarrassment. And that includes being critical of yourself, and that includes being aware of yourself, but what it really is about is about celebrating yourself. And knowing the person that you are is so incredibly different than anybody else. There's no reason to compare. There's no reason to assume. All you can do is take up space, exist as the person you are, and celebrate that. Right. And and yeah. let's let's um, carry off of that. What is the advice you would give to a new touring professional? Someone that's never toured before? What's like... Don't overpack. Like, what? what is your one piece of advice you give? Yes. Drink a lot of water. Don't forget to sleep. Um, don't forget to eat. <laughs> like, it really does kind of come down to the, the basic things. It's I love to travel, which is part of why I love touring so much. And it's so easy to be swept up in the constant motion. And I always say, you know, remember to ground yourself in... You got to eat, you got to drink some water, you got to get some sleep because the best part of touring is you get to share this story with so many different people in so many different communities. You can't do that if you, uh, if you haven't taken care of yourself. Yeah. That's amazing. So one last question, Stacey, what, what uh, would you like to ask for the final question? Oh my gosh. I get the final question too. Yes. I feel okay. Um, so Really, in, in all of your experience, in every movement from your community theater, stepping on stage at Disney, to now stepping on stage every day as Herod, if you could boil it down, and this is impossible, um, if you could boil it down to that one thing that keeps you 
consistently coming back to the stage and consistently saying, this is where I belong. What does that feeling mean to you? There is absolutely no other experience in the world that feels the same as putting yourself on a stage in a room full of people who have no idea what is about to happen and saying, can I tell you something? Can I share something with you? And to be on stage specifically demands a level of vulnerability and intimacy that no other performance art form does. And that rush and that thrill and that challenge is the thing that keeps me coming back. I mean, even in Superstar, when you see the whole piece from beginning to end and we get to that final moment at the end of the show with that massive household name song and we all stand on stage as a company together, breathing, sweating, sometimes crying. It's that. It's that point A to point B, there was no way that this experience could have ever happened before. And there's no way that this experience will ever happen this way again. And that is why I, I can't leave it. I have to stay there. I'm addicted to that emotional journey. It's so fulfilling and cathartic and vulnerable. And it forces us as both actors and audience members to really sit with our feelings and our world. That's what brings me back. Eric, I feel like you've inspired me and I'm gonna go audition and things now. That was beautiful. <laughs> I love it, I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> Well, Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, if you want to see Eric and the entire cast of Jesus Christ Superstar, they are coming to EJ Thomas Hall April 10th and 11th, 2023. Tickets are on sale now at playoffscore.org. Eric, thank you so much for joining us this week. I really appreciate it. Hey, guys, next week we are talking the 2023-2024 Broadway series coming to Cleveland and Akron. It is going to be so exciting. The The reveal will be happening Tuesday. Our show's on Wednesday, so it's going to be very exciting. Eric, thank you so much again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank Thanks, y'all. I had a great time. Nice to meet y'all.
Cleveland Stage Door is a podcast produced by NEO Music Scene. Check out all the happenings around Cleveland on NEOMusicScene.com. A Jimmy D production copyrighted 2023 by Jimmy D Productions, JimmyDPro.com.